Hello and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi. And if you hear the sirens in the background, then you know I'm talking to you from New York City. It's kind of an exciting day here in New York because we're having the Tompkins Square Park Halloween Dog Parade. Yes, indeedy. It's a big deal. People in this city, and especially in the East Village, it seems, are obsessed with their dogs. And once a year, they have a chance to dress them up. You hear the sirens? I'm sure there's some trouble in the dog parade. Anyway, once a year, they have a chance to dress them up. So they didn't really get to do a real parade, like a you know major parade, not just in the park, but like down Avenue B. So there it's, everyone's really excited. People are dressing up their dogs like sheep and their Bo Peep. They're dressing their dog up like Ken and their Barbie. Although I do have to say, quite honestly, if you're dressing your dog up like Ken and your Barbie, I don't know. That, to me, that feels a little bit naughty. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's one thing to love your dog. It's another thing to want your dog to be, you know, your love partner. You know what I mean? But who am I to judge? Anyway, it's nice. It's a nice break. So much chazarai and pain and suffering and sadness and remorse and agony. And give me 5,000 more words that have been happening in Israel around this world. So to have a little distraction like hundreds and hundreds of dogs dressed up for Halloween. Well, what can I say? It's nice to be distracted from, from pain. You know what I mean? Anyway, you know what I mean, Jelly Bean? So... But while we're on the subject of dogs, can I just say something? What is it where somebody, now just follow me on this, somebody who, when they're at work, they're a respectful person. If they're your neighbor, they seem to be a fairly respectful person. Maybe they're your friend and they seem to be a fairly respectful person. But the second they get a dog, it's like they will take their dog. I see this all the time. Here I have a food business in New York City. You know, we're a Board of Health rated food entity, a small business in New York, staying very clean and fabulous and, you know, making beautiful food. By the way, that other noise now is Fred-like. That's the Cardinal. You know, I've been feeding the Cardinals from my window. But I'll get back to that in a minute. So you got the sirens and you got Fred-like who's asking for food, but I fed him three times today. So Fred is a little bit of a pig. But look, you hear him? He's like, give me my food, give me my food. But I digress. Anyway, she got someone who normally is respectful, right? But then they get a dog and they will go right up to my kitchen where we're clearly serving food and making food and we're in our chef uniforms and we're trying to bleach everything and be so clean and lovely. And they'll let their dog go to the bathroom right at my front door. And a few times I stepped out and almost stepped in it, you know. And a couple times I opened my door when it was happening. And I said, do you really think that that is okay, what you're doing right now? Cry it out loud. Take your dog to the friggin' curb, you know. And yesterday I was coming home in the rain and I had an umbrella and I'm balancing my bag and my phone and my umbrella and my personality. And the personality was the heaviest. And this guy decides that he wants to walk his dog right in front of me. So I'm walking, he's walking, he just has his dog stop right in front of me. So I literally almost fell over his dog. And I looked up at him and I said, really, really? 
he just shrugs because, hey, I'm a dog owner, so that means I can do whatever I want. It's just not true. So if you are a semi-decent human being, and at least you think you are, and you get yourself that cute little pug or that cute little miniature bulldog or the French bulldog, you know, or whatever, a poodle, whatever dog you have, don't think that just because you're out walking your dog, it gives you permission to suddenly be rude and disrespectful. It doesn't work that way because you may think your dog is the cutest thing in the universe and that may make you feel entitled to poop on someone's front door, you and your dog perhaps, but you know what? No dog is that cute that you want their poop on your front door. So why don't you just get your act together and stop being a dingleberry? I got to just vent here. You know, and while we're on the subject, I have the same issue with people who have children. So maybe you have children and maybe you don't, but listen to me on this one too. So you got someone who you've known forever and they're wonderful and kind and decent and respectful, or maybe you work with them, or maybe they live on your block and they're wonderful and kind and decent and respectful. And then one day they get pregnant and they have a baby. And it's so cute and so lovely and so wonderful, right? But from that point on, all that stuff is out the window. Whatever would be polite or respectful or anything is all out the window because the whole world revolves around their baby. So if they're coming down the street in a baby stroller, they could just mow you down and it's okay because it's their baby, you know? Or if their baby is starting to walk and it just decides that it wants to throw something at you or drop something at you, just like whatever they can do is fine because they have a baby or a toddler or a child. And I'm just going to go back again. You know, it's one thing for a baby or a toddler or a small child to be disrespectful because they maybe they don't know yet, you know. But it's another thing for the parents to just kind of be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry that my child just hit you with that frisbee or ran over you with their scooter or knocked your food on your lap but you know they're so cute aren't they no nobody is cute when they come by at the speed of sound on a scooter and knock your food on your lap they just aren't and you may think they're adorable enough to impale and injure and violate innocent people but i don't so this is my rant for the moment Just because you have a dog does not mean you get to be a dingleberry. And just because you have a kid does not mean you get to be a douchebag. Okay? Now, while we're on the subject, let's say you get a job delivering food. It's a big business now. On your bike or your Vespa or your moped, right? Well, just because you're not in a car does not give you the right to go zooming through a red light. When it says walk and people are walking, it doesn't give you the right to almost kill them. It doesn't give you the right to go the wrong way on a street. It doesn't give you the right to go off the street and on the sidewalk at 30 miles an hour and almost kill people. It does not. So I think you need to behave yourself as if you were in a car with a police officer in a car behind you. That's how you should behave yourself when you're on your bike or your Vespa or your scooter or whatever the hell you're on. Or your skateboard too. I don't care. By you know, Dianu. You get my point? I'm really tired of rude people. So yes, I've been all sweet and lovey dovey the last couple of weeks because I'm heartbroken. Heartbroken beyond, you know, all heartache. 
And so is Fred, you hear him, um, over what's happening in the Middle East. But that doesn't mean I want to be pooped on by a, your dog, and it doesn't mean I want to have a Frisbee hit in my head by your kid or be hit with your kid's scooter or be run over by someone delivering food on Seamless. So Diana with all that. The world is bad enough, all right? So I feel like with all of the massacring and the death of innocence and the kidnapping and the rape and the torture and the chazarai and compounded with all of this rudeness, I feel like I want to institute something new. Here's my sort of wishful thinking. What if we could have a ricochet? Think of that word, ricochet. Remember that cartoon when you were growing up, ricochet rabbit? What if we could have a ricochet that if you pick up a gun and you shoot it at someone, unless it is a crimeless crime, unless you're defending yourself or, you know, defending your home from invaders, unless there's a really, really, really valid reason for you to be shooting someone, um, unless you are at war and they're shooting at you and you have to shoot back, you know, if there's, if you can draw a really valid reason, if you're a police officer and someone is murdering someone, you know, a valid reason for you to pick up a gun and shoot. So that'll be off the table for now. But otherwise, if you pick up a gun and you shoot an innocent child or a baby or a teenager who's not doing anything but listening to music or a jogger who's not doing anything but jogging while black or someone who just happens to be gay or someone who just happens to look different than you or have a different skin color or a different religion and there's no reason whatsoever and they're completely innocent and you pick up the gun to shoot them, well, ricochet should take into effect. So, like, I wish all guns could have this. It'd be like some superpower where the bullet would turn around and hit you instead. That's what I... Imagine that. Imagine if someone goes out and they're a bad person and they see a bunch of teenagers singing and dancing and they just decide to shoot them. Well, then that bullet ricochets into them. Or someone goes out and they just decide that there's a person on their block with dark skin and they happen to be running for the bus and they don't like the way it looks for someone with dark skin to be running and they want to shoot them, the bullet should ricochet into them. And it, let's say, well, let's keep going with this, not just bullets. So let's say you have an abusive husband who takes great delight in beating his wife and kids. So every time his hand goes in the air to smack anyone, it ricochets and smacks him instead. So he's just smacking the crap out of himself punching himself, everything. Let's keep on with the ricochet. Let's say you're about to open your mouth and say some horrible racist thing, some horrible racist thing against someone just because of their religion or just because of their skin color or just because of their sexuality or just because of where they live or how they look. Will you open your mouth to say that horrible, vile, racist thing? And instead, out of your mouth comes, I am a total idiot. I am ignorant. I'm a racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, dingleberry douchebag. You just proceed to say it all to yourself. I, re I checked that I could say all those things on public radio. So thank God, because I do love those two words, dingleberry douchebag. But I digress. So we could just have a ricochet life. 
So imagine if every time you did something really terrible to a truly innocent person that hasn't done anything to you, it ricocheted. Well, pretty soon, no one would be doing anything terrible to anyone innocent. You know, like right now, there's lots of terrible things happening. The massacre that happened in Israel was just mind-bogglingly horrifying, and I, I can't get past it. I'm trying. I'm trying, you know. But imagine if the ricochet had been in effect when those dingleberries ran on their motorcycles and just started massacring people. They would have killed themselves, right? Now, I love Israel. I always have and I always will. I'm a nice Jewish girl. And Israel was the chosen land. It was like after Hitler, that's where we went, you know. But if you're an Israeli soldier and you are defending yourself, more power to you. If you're an Israeli soldier and you're following orders to aim for Hamas and find their stronghold, Hamas is the most evil thing I can think of, you know, more power to you. But if you're an Israeli soldier, as much as I love you, and you turn around and you see an innocent child or a woman who's clearly an innocent civilian, and you take out a gun and you shoot them, then as much as I love you, I don't love you anymore. You got to have the ricochet effect, you know? We have to, what is it? Preach what we sow, sow what we preach? I don't even know. I don't remember how that goes. But it's the ricochet thing. So right now there's terrible things happening. Somebody went to the 2nd Avenue Deli, the Upper East Side location of the 2nd Avenue Deli, and graffitied them with swastikas. Now, how does that help? Which you're, were you always an anti-Semitic person? Were you always a Nazi wannabe? Were you always a racist? Or is it coming out of you now because you see Israel defending themselves and then you see it going to the point where innocent people are being killed, and they are? Is that making you feel like it's okay? to put swastikas on the 2nd Avenue Deli. This is a sacred institution. The original 2nd Avenue Deli, when it was actually on 2nd Avenue, was my reason for living and a lot of our reasons for living because they had the pastrami of the gods and the personality and they opened in a neighborhood that used to be so dangerous and they pioneered it and they helped all the other restaurants and there was so much personality there and you would go in and an 80-year-old waitress with a big bouffant on her head would serve you a pastrami sandwich with so much meat and half-sour pickles that you could hardly get your mouth around it. But good Lord, there was just nothing better in the world. And then they closed the Second Avenue Deli, unfortunately, and it turned into a chase. And to this day, I just feel it's wrong every time I see that chase. And it's a crappy chase, too. Chase, just so you know, the one on 10th Street and 2nd Avenue, it's a really crappy chase. It's always too long a wait. The ATM's always got Mishigash in it, you know. Forget it. You got bad karma. You should stay the 2nd Avenue Deli. But I go to the new location, and then there's the Upper East Side location that just got this horrible, horrible graffiti. That's not the answer. So to the person who graffitied swastikas on the 2nd Avenue Deli, the ricochet would be that they did it to themselves. They put it all over themselves, and then they have to go around with swastikas all over themselves. Everyone knows exactly who they are and what they are. I'm liking this ricochet thing more and more. So I've been putting it out there about my heartache and my heartbreak over Israel, over the death of those innocents. What I can't get past is Hamas, which I think is a horrible terrorist monster, 
coming in and purposely seeking out women and children, a disabled woman with her father, teenagers at a concert that was very much like Woodstock, a peace, love, and granola kind of concert. Old people and 90-year-old Holocaust survivor purposely seeking out these people and not only murdering them, but torturing them, burning them, raping them. I mean, I can't get past that. It does not mean, it does not mean that I'm okay with innocent people in the Gaza dying. I want Hamas gone. Hamas is as much a murderer of the Palestinians as they are, the Israelis. I want them gone immediately. But it doesn't mean that I'm okay with innocent people, with children and women and elderly dying, ever, ever, ever. So for all those who wondered that, I just had to make that point. So let's go back to the ricochet. Think about this. Think about the crappy things people do. You see it all the time. People are doing terrible things on the subway, pushing people in the tracks. So the ricochet would be you go to push someone in the tracks, where you wind up throwing yourself in instead. I just think it could be kind of a cool thing if every time someone started to do an evil, cruel thing to an innocent person, not that you should do evil, cruel things to people who are not innocent either, because being evil and cruel is really bad for your karma, but every time you're going to do it, you wind up doing it to yourself be interesting to see how the world would work. Now, a lot of people listen to my show and they're like, yo, Rossi, what's been going on with you the last couple of weeks? We're used to you being occasionally, um, shall we say, cranky. But, you know, Diana with the Israel stuff, can you go back to talking about food? It's hard, okay? We're at war. People are dying. People are suffering. This anti-Semitism up the wazoo. I keep hearing my mother's voice never again, never again. And I wonder, is this happening? Is the never again happening? It's hard for me to shut up. But it doesn't mean that I've given up hope. It doesn't mean that I've given up love. It doesn't mean that I'm not praying for peace. And I'm not big on prayer. I'm not a religious chick. I mean, I'm Jewish at the heart. I'm a high holiday Jew, but I'm not like getting down on my knees praying all the time, you know. Um, Very rarely. But I pray in my own way, you know, by closing my eyes and saying, please, whoever's up there, could you please, I'll do it right now with you. Please, whoever is up there, and I believe you to be a non-binary entity, not male, not female, everything, because how could God possibly be a boy or a girl? It's everything, you know. But whoever is up there and whatever you are, can you please wash over us with a blanket of peace and serenity and love. Please, we need you. We need you now. Just intervene a little bit. You know, I know, what are you at? Like a salad bar or something? You don't want to be disturbed? What are you doing? You're having brunch with somebody? Having dinner? You can't be bothered? Come on. You know, we do a lot for you. We feel guilty. We bang our chests. We pray. You know, we tear our clothes. So just take a break and intervene. We need you. Give us some peace and Shangri-La. And, you know, let's just move on. You know, life is too short for all this Chazerai. But maybe check out the ricochet thing. Yo, God, I got to say, you know, what do you think? It's not a good... You could hire me. I'll be a consultant for you. Seriously, I'm willing. I would... I'll retire as Chef Rossi and be a consultant for you, God. I got a lot of ideas. But I think the ricochet idea is a good one. So check it out. 
You know, it would only have to, you don't have to do it for like a week. People would really get the point. After that, they'd be like, next time they wanted to throw a fist at their wife, they would think twice. Next time they wanted to mug somebody, they would think twice. Next time they wanted to vandalize a small business, they would really think twice. And also on the ricochet thing, that goes for dog owners who have their dogs poo-poo in front of the front door of a small business or someone's house. The ricochet will be, it gets pooed right on you. Okay, I'm serious. And if you let your dog poo-poo and you don't clean up after your dog, the ricochet is going to be that that poo-poo lands in your lunchbox or your apartment or your kitchen. That would be a cool ricochet. All right, I'm just saying. Parents with children, I might be a little more forgiving because kids can be stressful. But quite honestly, if you're letting your children torture someone sitting at a bench in front of a fountain by almost killing them every five minutes with a scooter, the ricochet would be, guess what? That scooter lands on your head, okay? I'm all for the ricochet. So God, listen, hire me as a consultant. I am willing to step away from my throne as Chef Rossi and work just for you. I want to bequeath to you first the ricochet idea because I think it's a good one. But also I want to talk to you for a while about bike messengers in New York City. It's got to be something you can do. So maybe find a way to get them a little more money so that they can work a little less aggressively and then maybe teach them a lesson about behavior because, Lord, just because times are hard does not give you an excuse to almost kill people who are in the pedestrian walkway. It's just not nice, all right? So think about these things, God. Seriously, call me anytime. I got loads of ideas. I really do. I also want to talk to you about roughage while we're at it. You know, we know, I'm talking to God, not you, because I'm still on the consultant thing with God. We know we need to eat roughage so that we can make a poo-poo and there's nothing more holy and nothing more appropriate for the Jewish religion than a good poo-poo. But can't you make it a little more interesting? I mean, I had a salad the other day and it had all the right stuff in it, cucumber and lettuce and tomato and carrot. And it's like a big giant pile of roughage and a little side order of sweet potato fries. And I got to tell you, I was not the least bit interested in that pile of salad once I had one sweet potato fry. So would it kill you, Lord? Would it kill you to maybe make salad as yummy as sweet potato fries? Because I feel you have it in you. And if you could do that, well, all the people who are obese would maybe not be obese anymore. They would have a new reason to live. They would eat salad all the time. It'd be better. Make it better than a Big Mac. Make salad more delicious than French fries and a Big Mac. And you know what? People who are fighting obesity would have no problem anymore. Diabetes would go away. Everything would be so much better. So do that for me, God, will you? Honestly, we need you. We really do. In the meanwhile, please, please, please just send a huge waft of peace and serenity and love to the Middle East because Lord, 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 I'm talking to you, Lord. Pay attention. We need you over there, okay? So like I said, consultant fee. You know what? I won't even charge. How about that? Well, actually, no. If I have to retire as Chef Rossi to be your consultant, Lord, then you do have to pay me something. But, uh, you know, I'll go easy on you because after all, you are God, you know? Anyway, so speaking of food, well, I guess I have to talk a little bit about food. So I'm doing, this week, I'm doing a fabulous, really exciting wedding where we're mixing Italian and we're mixing California cuisine. And we're kind of doing this great Italian buffet and this great California buffet, really having fun with it. 
So I think it was a groom, must be Brooklyn Italian bride, California chick. Anyway, we're going to make mini avocado toast. That's an exciting thing. I never really got the big deal about avocado toast. My girlfriend loves it. I'm like, what? You got mashed avocado on toast? What's the big deal? But then I had some on some gluten-free toast, and I was like, all right, it's yummy. And avocado costs a fortune these days. So we're going to do a little mini avocado toast. We're going to get baguettes and slice them like crostini and brush them with a little olive oil. And the olive oil we're going to brush them in is going to be the same olive oil that I simmered my garlic in. So it'll have a little garlicky flavor. But if you don't have garlic oil, don't worry about it. Brush them in a little olive oil. And sprinkle them with a little salt and pepper and toast them until they're nice and crunchy with a little bit of color on them, a little brown. And then for the avocado, we get ripe avocado and scoop it out, get rid of the pit, and smash it. Put it in a bowl and smash it. You can use, you know, your hand. You can use a spoon, a fork, you know, whatever you want to do. Don't use a sneaker. That's gross. But, you know, mash it, smash it. Now, and you can give it a little bit of salt. At this point, that's just fine, just like that. But I personally like to drizzle in a little bit of lemon juice in it because I like it, or maybe a little lime juice. You mash it up, then you put a spoonful for the hors d'oeuvre. You put a little spoonful of your mashed avocado on your toast, mash it on a little bit, and then we're going to sprinkle a small dice of feta cheese. Just take feta cheese and give it a really small, perfect dice. Sprinkle that on. And then we are going to sprinkle on some onions that we've cooked. So I'm going to take red onion and saute it for a while until it's nice and soft and has a nice brown color. And we're going to put a little bit of the the sautéed red onion. So you're going to have your red onion and your feta and your avocado and your toast. So there you are. A little perfect hors d'oeuvre, mini avocado toast with smothered onion and feta cheese. What could be better than that? Well... What could be better is no one letting their dog poop on in front of your front door and people cleaning up after their dog and people stop killing innocent babies and children and life being peaceful and loving and everyone, you know, holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. What are the rest of the words to that song? But Kumbaya. I never knew the rest of the words to that song. Anyway, I digress. My point is that I am heartbroken and I am grumpy And I am feeling a little bit fed up with anti-Semitism and racism and all of the chazarai going on right now. But it doesn't mean I'm not willing to cook beautiful food. And I'm perfectly willing to be hired as a consultant for God. So listen to me, God. Call me anytime. This is Rossi for Raging and Eating. And as always, food is love and so are you. But you know what? I never do this. I always end with food is love and so are you. But I feel somehow today, you know, considering that we're talking about peace, love, and granola, and the ricochet effect, and God, and being holy, and being kind, and not letting your dogs poo, we should add another ending. So maybe food is love, and so are you. Now go out and do something good. Go out and do something kind. And... And I'm not a total dingleberry here. If you see someone walking their dog and not cleaning up after their dog say something. You know that thing you see all the time on the subway in the airport? If you see something, say something. But I'm going to add, if people are walking their dog and not cleaning up after their dog, and you see something, say something. Say, yo, Dingleberry, clean up after your dog. And if they, you know, say something smart-ass to you, well, 
then you're in a little position because you don't want to hit them or scream or yell. But you might say, I think there's a fine in New York City. I just took your picture, take their picture, and send it in to whoever you send it into and let them know, you know, where it happened and maybe they'll chase after that dingleberry. It's not an idea. Interesting. Just photograph the next person who lets their dog poop without cleaning up after it and post it on social media. Why not? Anyway, adios. I'm shutting up now on a roll. Think about the ricochet thing. God, call me. I'm available. I really am.